Hello everyone, welcome back to another one of our podcasts. I'm once again joined by my two colleagues, Andrew and Rowan. Uh, today we're going to be talking about real estate during COVID-19 and just giving our general thoughts about real estate during this uh, pandemic. So obviously COVID-19 has affected the economy in many ways and real estate is no different. So first of all, we have Rowan here to talk about uh, what she thinks and just some general advice to the two renters during this whole uh, ordeal. Yes. As a start, my references are mainly from Pockets channel. Both Sterling White and Brandon Turner have covered in their episodes. Moving to from your apartment to another apartment to different areas, it's really sophisticated. So you need to highlight some important elements here, and I will do that. Number one is you need to get more information about the school in this area. Number two is you need to get more information about the crime rates. You can find this type of information whether in the local police department or checking websites such as areavibes.com and spotacrime.com. Number three is this point is about non-landlord friendly. Like how much time the landlord is giving you in, in case you breach it the lease. So like for an example in Chicago, you have up to six months to move out from your apartment. But usually all around the US, it's between 30 days to 45 days. So keep it in mind to check this point as well. And number, fa- number four, this step is directed to the landlord. There is something called tenant screening sneaks which means is to make, to make sure and check the background of your potential tenants, such as credit checking. You can do that by like talk to his, his previous landlords, ask the tenant how many animals does he have. Also, a great advice I can highly recommend here is to read the contract for your tenant to make sure that you are with him in the same page. Like for an example, you need to highlight important points such as smoking, parking, and painting the home. So taking from your time several minutes to do this contract is a great help. Number five, your first year renting in the apartment is truly important. But what I mean here is about the rent growth year by year. Like. I will clarify this point with numbers and examples. Some areas, in particular, witness a big increase in the rent growth. It happened to due to different and several reasons. One, because more development happens in this area, or increase in the population calculation, or even the companies in this area provide high wages for the employees. So you will find that in this area. The, the rent growth is increased year by year for that. The first area that I'm talking about here is Phoenix, Arizona, and the last rent growth reached to 48%. Also, another area is Nevada, Las Vegas. The average there is 48.9%. Number three, Atlanta, Georgia. 
which which happened that the average rent growth is 51.3%. And Arlington in Texas, the average there is 53%. When it comes to the West Coast, we have Scarmento, California, which is 53.4%. Also Colorado Springs in Colorado, monthly growth increase in the rent is 55.4%. Lastly, St. Petersburg in Florida, the rent was the highest, which is 63.8% average, changing per month. Like in 2015, it was $11.99. And in 2020, this year, it is $1,964 per month. So you need to start to check this in this measurements and doing the right research to save your pocket money. And that's it. Yeah, I think that those are some good um, tips and advice for anyone looking to uh, rent out their apartment or the moving or finding their first apartment. Um, obviously, real estate is a pretty broad term and there are many sections uh, to real estate. And I think each section has you know, been impacted differently and gone harder, you know, whether you're preparing uh, commercial real estate or you know, development or just your general uh, housing. Um, every, every, every area is gone hit differently by COVID-19. But uh, Andrew is going to give some thoughts and um, share some information on housing prices and what the future is looking for at the Well, um, I guess that uh, the the area with this type of facility as a commercial real estate activity but since we're coming to what I'm not experiencing there's like high unemployment, unstable markets so these actors all led to uh, lenders all around the industry just putting off their lending and um, like it's it's much harder now to find lenders for your uh, transactions and investments um, and also like uh, another note like in terms of Housing prices, um, like surprisingly, like maybe we thought a lot of people would have thought that would have gone down just for like all this money, but surprisingly, it's actually been relatively stable. Um, and then, like, so like, you might be wondering, like, how is this possible? Like, when there's so much going on. Um, well, like, as we know, like, prices are determined by supply and demand. And, like, during this pandemic, both supply and demand have fallen actually um, due to a certain uncertainty regarding the market. So, then, like, um, like how is this different from 2008, where we, like we know that like the housing prices dropped significantly? Like well, back then, like there was an overabundance of supply, and then well, when uh, like banks foreclosed on their properties, then like supply went up even further. So this like just destroyed the housing prices. However, this time around, um, like we know foreclosures were uh, like have been like, cut off for a while. So like in, in addition to that, supply has been low instead of high. So these are wise difference from around the 2008. But like, so like we see that uh, maybe in recent weeks, it's already recovering. And like, with the demand that's like kind of bottled up in the past few months is like coming out. So housing prices are actually going up recently due to the uh, rapidly rising demand. Right, I've actually read in uh, multiple uh, Forbes articles and CNBC uh, articles that uh, housing prices are not like Taking a hit at all, really, uh, yeah, yeah. to uh, what people may have predicted. Uh, also, because um, 
rates have been cut, so people have been getting out uh, mortgages that, that they have not previously got mortgages. Um, I was saying that when that more people get mortgages, more people are looking to buy, and increases the demand for houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen several predictions um, saying that uh, in, in recent Forbes article I've uh, read where people were going to be looking to upgrade the size of their apartments. Um, micro apartments and very small apartments and studios such are were kind of the trend before COVID-19 but as everyone knows everyone's been locked down inside and driving everyone crazy and now people want bigger apartments and it's not really surprising because uh, if this happens again or in the future you know you get locked down having a bigger place to live and to uh, deal with this won't be so bad potentially it happens again it's, it's not only about people is changing what the what, what, uh, properties people are looking for. So like, yeah, I read that um, like more people are looking out for the first suburbs too, just for more space and get away from people. Right, one very interesting thing to note as well is that uh, obviously with everyone uh, working at home now, um, a lot of people are actually enjoying working from home, uh, primarily because they don't have to deal with the community, they don't have to go into an office seven days or you know, five days a week to deal with that, you know, they can work at home, they can work at their own pace and kind of live life and have a work-life balance with a lot of uh, more people. And a lot of companies are actually uh, talking about you know, potentially uh, extending this, you know, even when this whole thing ends, where it would be, you know, having people come into the office less, um, you know, people working from home for more. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that affects the real estate prices because obviously, uh, a lot of people live in big cities such as New York, LA, uh, etc. because of jobs. But uh, if people are not required to go into the office every day, you could see more people live in the suburbs, which obviously will uh, increase the demand for housing in the suburbs. And then also, uh, if corporations are having less people come into the office, uh, they'll uh, require less office space for these corporations. And uh, you could see a lot of corporations uh, sell off or get rid of a lot of uh, massive buildings that they own. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the uh, real estate prices going forward. Yeah, how things when they go back things go back to the river because of the areas where people still feel very safe and stable. Just like the apartments around colleges. Like those used are traditionally really unreliable. But like with this uh, pandemic that's that's definitely not Anymore. And in addition, like you said, like people will be from now and the companies are debating like, just keeping it that way, like not returning to the office. So like office spaces which are usually reliable and like um are all usually stable are not the case as well. So, like yeah, that's definitely contributing to a lot of the uncertainty and like and experience. Right, like I mean obviously for a lot of corporations like the productivity from their workers is one of the key metrics that they look at and um, a lot of them have been reporting that uh, their employees are much happier and a lot more productive when working from home. It's not surprising because um, when you're at home, you're not you know, being looked over at your shoulder all the time. You kind of have your own time and your own pace to work. Yeah. So, um, obviously, there's no saying whether or not that corporates are going to go forward with working from home or um, they could just you know, bring back everyone to the office and see real estate kind of go back to normal, potentially. But uh, I know that. Uh, for the CEO, um, actually mentioned that you know, they could, this could go on forever because 
working from home on a social media site isn't as big as a deal as, you know, maybe some other type of work, as you can see. Uh, obviously, other um, areas of real estate have gone uh, heavily affected. Um, real estate development has been uh, kind of gone down a lot, um, primarily due to not being able to uh, go outside and do jobs. That's one of the jobs that you have to kind of be there in person for. Um, also, as well, um, a lot of these the materials that they use for development uh, comes from overseas companies, such as China and uh, places like that. And obviously, with this whole pandemic going on, um, it's a lot harder to get materials from those places. So, uh, there was a there's another article I read from Forbes which said um, that potentially in the near future, or not in the near future, but in the future, a lot of these um, development companies that get their materials from places like China will start to get these from uh, the United States because again, if this happens, you know, saying that uh, you know, another situation like COVID-19 is going to happen again, but people want to be prepared and it'll be interesting to see the shift uh, where people get their views from, whether it be from China or they start to get them from the United States. There's a lot of uncertainty with the hospitals. Right, and then another area um, that's kind of been impacted on what I talked about is uh, vacation homes. And obviously, a lot of people buy vacation homes in second house or tropical places, and that has also been hit because you, know, you can't travel right now. Um, and people don't have the money to buy these houses. Well, like, another thing is that, like, we think there's less design for the sales of you just can't look at the like, uh, like, show you show you around. But with that gone, like, that's not really a reason why uh, there's less sales going on. Right, obviously people are stressed in other areas of their life. Um, and obviously if you were gonna move now it would be pretty hard to do so. Uh, but also the supply or the demand and supply is going down, but there are obviously going to be good opportunities um, in the market for, you know, if you want a second home or whatever in another place because uh, the prices are going down in those vacation homes. Um, so if that's what something you're looking for and if you are someone that has not been affected by COVID-19 as hard as other people, then you know, now is not a bad time to actually start looking at getting another house or whatever. I think overall, uh, real estate has been affected in many different ways. Uh, housing, obviously, has kind of surprisingly not taken as big of a hit where, you know, maybe um, investment real estate such as development or, you know, vacation homes or investment properties have kind of taken a much larger hit due to, you know, the cash flows of uh, corporations or individuals not being as high as it once was five months ago. But overall, I think, uh, we still have not seen the kind of biggest effects of COVID-19 on real estate. I think, you know, still going to take a bit of time, maybe, you know, not until a year from now, whatever, we will really see what happens in real estate during COVID-19. So yeah, that's, that's all I have, uh, and you will want to add any points. That sounds good to me. Alright, thank you all for listening, and I uh, hope you all have a good day. Thank you.